the fem fem feed the fem feed the fem feed the fem fem feed the fem feed oh hi i get your life treat for you all right y'all ready five six seven and i forgot her name on instagram but there's this not if you go on like Google or something like that. There's this '90s <laughs> um, throwback video of this '90s vocal coach. No, <laughs> and the parody is just hilarious. So definitely look that up. But yes, so that was our little intro. Hello, queens. I am the entity known as Maisha. And this evening, I have the honor of interviewing the often attacked, mm. never taken down, on, bright shining jewel of a friend, oh, Allison Avena. Oh, Welcome to you. the Fem Feed, Allison. Thank you so much, sister. We need a rain stick. Let me get this rain stick real quick because <laughs> I'm feeling a rain stick. You moment. like a rain? I love a rain stick. Moment. I let it rain. And clear it out. I let it rain. I clear it out. I let it rain. <laughs> yes little rain clear it out so yes thank you i'm excited to be here i'm usually on the other side of the table um giving interviews and now i'm the one being interviewed here kicking off our third season i'm so excited to be back I know our amazing supportive listeners are out there. So hello and welcome. And yes, this is the inside of me. Come on now. <laughs> like Ma. Like Ma, right? Come on the inside part. Like Ma. Whenever we say that, uh, whoever knows the beloved uh, reference, uh, sometimes I'm just like on the inside part, like Ma, and me and Ma, you should get that because that was a scene in Beloved. But. Beloved. <laughs> when Paul D was um he finally like um entered beloved and the room was and she she told him (laughs) (laughs) is so tricky I know so many beloveds out there shout out to all you beloveds out there walking with the bundles I can't can't. there's so many beloveds I can't I can't I can't what was that I need it um too much too much right right (laughs) all right so let's jump right in uh, before we dig too deep, let's start with, you know, an icebreaker. Okay. Um, the same question that you ask everyone that you interview at the beginning of the show. So, Miss Allison, who are you and what do you do? Mm, who am I? I am, as Summer would say, I am Legion. Come on. <laughs> but I am, I'm doing this off the top of the dome because I didn't think about these questions, so I wanted it to be very organic. Mm-hmm. But, um... 
I would have to say I am woman. I am natural mother earth. I am a queen. I am celestial. I am epic. I am everything that is good, warm, and nurturing. That is me. Yeah, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. I agree. Come on. Um, I think that you are a very um, genuine, sincere sister. And they do not make people... Well, you don't come across many authentic people Come on anymore. Come on um, people who actually tell you how they feel, mm. Um, mm. you know, and without the emotion. Yes. Come on now. It's very valid. We'll get into the whole yes, emotional aspect oh of this God. realm, which Oof. is out of control. Out of control. But um, I appreciate you. I respect our friendship. Thank I think it's you. great. I love going to the spa oh on the naked. God. And, and like, we're always times. so loud and ghetto in there. We, it's really oh, fun. We love a cream um, spa. Right. But I would, I would say that me knowing you since a TJ, mm-hmm. you have always had the same light. Aww, like a lot of people, mm-hmm. they, they don't, they can't take the light. Mm-hmm. They don't want to put on shades. Come on now. They just want to uh, attack the light, put it out, mm-hmm. blow it out. But um, me as your friend, I, I respect, thank I respect you. your, your whole vibe that you have. Oh, thank you. That means so much yeah. to me. My, my. Thank you. Okay, so the second question. I know we talk a lot. We always go so deep. We do. To like the metaphysical and, you know, the emotional, which Mm -hmm. uh, I hate emotion. But um, we always talk about how, um, you know, high school, middle school, college, even Mm -hmm. up to like through our 20s, we really didn't know who we are. Like we're first, we're really starting to become the women that we're Mm -hmm. supposed to be and getting to know ourselves, our our shortcomings, our weaknesses, our triggers, what makes us happy, what we want. Come on now. So with all that being said, um, when did you meet your true self? Ooh, girl, that's a good one. I wrote this on a fly. So I was like, Oh Lord Jesus. Come on now. Okay. How about a little shot? (laughs) I would say, I came to a face-to-face experience with myself in the midst of the beginning stages, or I I would say maybe five months into my marriage. That's when I started really coming into myself. I did so much work to have that marriage work that um I started therapy with Mm -hmm. an awesome therapist and I started to embark on who Allison was like one of the first projects projects that we did she had me do a timeline Mm -hmm. of my life you know and because I'm extra and an overachiever I did it in color and you know, color coordinated and it was so dramatic. And she's like, this is the best I've ever seen <laughs> right. out of all her clients. But um, I did a timeline from as young as I could remember. Mm-hmm. That was the assignment to the current space at the time, which mm-hmm. was, I believe, four years ago. Um, and I basically hit very crucial pivotal points in my life okay and that's when I started rediscovering or discovering because I don't think I ever really kept tally of who I was up up into that point 
I discovered who I was and I was like, wow, you know, I am a strong woman and I was a strong girl and I've been through a lot and the things that I've endured and what I've done to move forward um, and get by have been amazing fleets without um, actually getting notes from my elders and and mentors this was just stuff that I've adapted to and done Mm -hmm. myself so I was like oh my god I'm pretty badass you are and I yeah thank you Mm mine and I was like whoa okay this is me so that's when I first started discovering myself I kept a journal and um just looking back on the things that I was writing I was like wow this is who I am this is what I've accomplished this is what I've done this is my stock this is my self-awareness this is my self-respect and quality and um I embarked on who I truly was um it was a process to fully believe it Mm. and I think I'm at a place now where I believe it okay but then it was just on the cusp of being introduced to myself and now it's like ooh, I know this is who I am I'm living in it I'm sitting in it right come on now now a question you you mentioned pivotal points Mm -hmm. being part of like Mm -hmm. your journey to finding self can Mm -hmm. you elaborate more like what well um you know there was definitely um times in school where I had trauma, you know, through peers, like, either laughing at me. Yeah. There was one time <clears throat> in, <clears throat> excuse me, in middle school, um, this was when I was in the Bronx and I cut class. With, it was the first time I've ever cut class. I was just trying to keep up with the cool kids. It was some girls that I really wanted to be friends with, and we cut class. Mm-hmm. And we went to the beach, Orchard Beach in the Bronx, and, um, you know, I brought my bathing suit and whatever. And afterwards, we had to get back before school was over. So it was like we were never not gone, quote unquote. Right. Don't do this, kids. If you're listening to this, this is very bad. Um, but this Live was... Live your life. Just, just be back by 730. <laughs> right. YOLO. So, right. So I was out and um, I had left my bathing suit in my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day and I was actually in school and I think I left my bag in the gym after we had phys ed class and I was in art and a bunch of these boys brought my bag and dumped it in front of the doorway. The door was opened and they like tied my bathing suit bottoms to the zipper somehow just to expose that, you know, I had like bathing suit slash underwear or whatever there and but they probably wanted to smell them that's why i understand like i'm sorry to interject Mm -hmm. but like i feel like kids are a product of their home environment Mm -hmm. and like a lot of people who we went to school with who were so like abusive yeah to certain kids absolutely we're coming from a broken place because it's underwear if if you look at it, it's just underwear. Yeah. Everyone wears underwear. Right. What is the big deal? It, it was nothing. But as a, as a small child, is that never being done to you? Something that's not the norm, and it's in front of your classmates. It's it was very traumatizing. I didn't. I don't know who. I don't oh, remember don't know the boys. But the boys that dropped it off, I did see who they were. But I don't remember in my head like mm-hmm. now. Oh yeah, it was Tim, John, and whatever. 
Um, but I did see who the boys were that dropped it off, and they were giggling and ran off. And later on, um, you know, I went to get some paper out of my notebook in there, and then I, I uh, out of my binder, because we had Trapper Keepers back then, throwback. Mm-hmm. Come on. And, um... Um... And I opened up in the first page, they had wrote bitch on there. And um, that was just even more traumatizing for me. So things like that and how I was able to overcome that. I remember I was in, um, I was in kindergarten. Like this is probably the youngest memory that I remember. And, um, you know, we're sitting down for story time kindergarten what five six and this little boy behind me was like going down my pants and touching my vagina and um he was telling me not to tell anyone and I was very scared right and I'm like six years old right so that was the youngest memory I remember doing um experiencing and thinking that was something that I was supposed to do and I remember um, a little girl saw me doing it and she was telling me to do it and I was telling her no because she wanted me to do it to her. And um, I told my mom and my mom told the teacher, but no one had talked to me. I don't remember right, they being just left it there. Right. I don't remember like, you know, unpacking that. Right. That's why it was all very confusing for me. So certain traumas like that, that's one of the reasons why homeschooling, I I was about to say, you know, because you send your your children out into the world and then they get abused. It's prison. It's prison. They're in a cage. Mm -hmm. They play in the cage. Mm -hmm. They eat in a cage. Mm -hmm. They learn in a cage. Mm -hmm. And you put them with other, like, infectious kids. Absolutely. And you don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, it was very... it's surprising that I am the way I am, very lighthearted, funny, and loving kids and putting so much energy into the rearing of them. And, you know, maybe because I was so wounded and I needed that myself, so I feel like that's my duty, that's my calling. Um, <clears throat> you would never think that I have been through these traumas and things like that. You know, when I was a bit older, um, my... My brother's friend was looking for my brother, and he was a family friend, so I opened the door, and, you know, he touched me inappropriately. Girl, girl, yeah, so I unpacked all of these traumas. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and he told me not to tell anyone. If I told my brother, he'd beat me up and all this stuff, and I don't even think I even told my mom, and, you know, there's, there's been a lot of things that I've gone through and then you know not when I was really younger um I wasn't very popular and I realized through comedy maybe that would make me more um popular because people you know I was naturally funny at a, a certain point when I realized like laughter makes people happy um and I you know, use that as my defense mechanism mm-hmm. to get through the traumas of what these kids did. Because my mom was a hard worker. She was in school when I was really young. She was in um, university. And <clears throat> my older brother was very mean to me and hated me. Told me, um, told my mom to throw me in the incinerator when we were younger. 
because he wanted to go outside and play. But, um, so like I, I've experienced a lot of evilness in my life and because I guess I didn't understand it all, I didn't become bitter. Mm-hmm. I just became like, just, just wanting to make people pleased and happy and fun and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, traumas like that, things like that have, that have happened, um, me as something as small as like getting my license was a huge thing. And even like graduating high school on time because all of the teachers thought I was a menace. And I, I was, I have always been the same. You, we've been friends since middle school. Because since they only want jo- zombies in prison. They yeah. don't want any light. They, you know, I'd just be like having fun and I was understimulated if any of those teachers now as an educator, looking back, if any of them had invested in me because I was an amazing child, to be honest, if any of them had invested in me. And there was a few teachers that saw the light, but when I was in high school and it was like one period with them, so I really didn't have that much time and they didn't have that much opportunity to get their hands in me, um... You know, they would have really seen a gem and what mm-hmm. a great pillar to the community I could have been, which I currently am. And I could have maybe gotten there earlier or sooner or done it bigger had, you know, an adult taken me under the wing and really explained things to me because I was first generation African. And, you know, my parents were doing the best that they could and trying to make a better life for us. So they were relying on the school system and they were relying on the mentors and the adults that were around us to help aid us in um, becoming viable human beings in the society. And unfortunately, I was failed in so many ways. Um, So now I take it a point to give back and do my duty and not leave any child behind because there might be a little Allison out there that doesn't know her magic and her glory and um, everyone's overlooking her. Everyone's not seeing her magic and her beauty. So I went through this work um, with the therapist and we, we put things down there like you know, the driver's license, the high school, um, even down to my um, teaching degree, you know, the praxis mm-hmm. um, for health and phys ed. You know, I, I had friends in, in that major and they had such a difficult time with the exam. And I just went in um, without even preparing for it and passed it, you know. And it was, I've known people that have taken the test six times. Right. And I just went in like, I just want to try it out first and then I'll know what to study after. And I passed it. And that was just a testament to, you have to believe in yourself because no one else is telling who you who you really are. No one else is believing or seeing your talents, your, your smarts, your education. They're not believing all of those things. So you have to know exactly who you are. Right. So I had to pick myself up from the inside. Even with like your parents, like yeah. and our parents, mm-hmm. like that's why I feel like, 
um, Kevin and I are working so hard mm-hmm. to be self-sufficient right. and not have to rely on like a desk job or mm. a teaching job because mm. we both feel that we want to be completely involved with our kids. Yes. You know what I mean? We don't want to be upset because after we leave work, we have to go home and do homework and do because right. that takes away from the kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's so much more out there than, um, being stressed and upset. Yes. Um, as far as like child rearing, because it is stressful. People are working mm-hmm. multiple jobs. Yeah. They have daycare, they have bills. Yep. Um, they have to go home and take care of their family, but they have mm-hmm. nothing left to give. Yep. They have nothing to give because they're empty. They're being yep. drained all day by a corporation exactly. or, or a school or a classroom. Switch. So it's really not fair. Yeah. And just, you know, knowing how I grew up and not saying my childhood was bad because I had a great childhood, mm-hmm. but I feel like, um, and you too, certain mm-hmm. things would have been different if right. there was more, um, like hands on yeah. yeah. And yeah. not just handing us over to, um, the prison industrial system yeah. Come on now. <laughs> pretty much Come to on learn now. indoctrination that really doesn't help us in the real world. Come that's on another, now. that's another story. That, yes. Yeah. I completely get it. Yeah. So that, that's basically, you know, when I was introduced to myself and saw, my story, you know, at the end of each podcast, I always say, um, we realize our strengths when we, um, discover our stories yeah. or we discover our strengths when we relay our stories mm-hmm. or something like that. I forgot how I say it. it's been a while third season. Let's go. But, um, right. um, you know, I say that because it's so true. When you review your history, you are giving validation and testimony to your strengths and your abilities because it's very it's very often we forget because as women we like just pick up our stuff and go and you know do what we have to do like we'll be bleeding and experiencing extreme pain but yet we still have to get up at 6 a.m. to go to work and we have to get the kids ready and we have to bring them to school and then we have to feed them and we have to do a job to our best of ability then we have to get ourselves home and we have to do all that stuff and then after everything and everyone in the house is taken care of then we have a small amount of time allotted for ourselves to take care of ourselves all doing this while we're menstruating okay this is our legacy as women we pick up our stuff, we don't complain about it, and we go, you know? Like, we're interacting or we're doing what we have to do while things are still happening mentally, emotionally, and physically with our bodies. Um, so sometimes it's important to reflect. Sometimes it's important while you're menstruating to lay in the bed. Right. Hold on to your womb. Wrap feel yourself the, with a blanket. The, yes, mm-hmm. feel the... Um, the the muscles contracting and releasing and being thankful for you know it. being a working thank- system yes and, a working system yeah. and it's cleansing itself mm-hmm. and um, having that hot water bottle bottle and having that time to self to just breathe and relax and be grateful you know it's important to be thankful for all the things that we do have and what we're doing. Um, and that's through reviewing stories, you know, even down to your period. Like, you know, I have I period on my, my phone and you can put in the mood swings and things that happen and reviewing that like, wow, these are the things that I ate last month. And that's a result exactly. to the pain yeah. and the amount of bleeding and the color that I experienced because of what I ingested that month. And this month I juiced more, I ate more clean mm-hmm. and, you know, I ate before a certain time at night 
and this is why my period was only three days right. or four days opposed right. to six and why it was bright red mm-hmm. and the cramps were only one day opposed right. to two you know like we really have to keep record of our changing movements as women. So right. I can get very winded. No, but, it's yes. okay. But like <laughs> going back to that, like working a full time job and being completely um, exhausted and spent to your last bit, you're mm-hmm. not able to um, to embrace that aspect yes. of womanhood. It's yes. a beautiful thing. Like it it's a beautiful thing. Like when I get cramps. What, well, not I would call it more so pressure. When mm-hmm. I get pressure, like, I just lay in the bed. And I'm thankful that I'm in a situation with my husband who allows me to be a creator and to be mm-hmm. free. And, you know, mm-hmm. and he's very Come stable. And, you know, so I'm able to be the wife that I always wanted to mm-hmm. be and also take care of myself. Yes. So, like, you know, if I ever have any type of pain, I just sit in the bed and I'm like, all right. I understand mm-hmm. that this is what you're going to do. And I honestly, try it, ladies. Any type of pressure, cramping, if you just, like, sit and connect with that and mm. tell it it's okay to happen. Because I feel like a lot of times when we're getting such horrible menstrual symptoms, it's because we're so tense all the mm. time. You're tense on the train. You're tense on the bus. Right. You're tense at work because you don't like your coworker or your boss or you have a deadline. So yeah. our body is never able to, like, relax and get that free flow. Yes. So, yeah, just, like, talk to your body. Mm-hmm. Ladies, it's, like, off topic. You know, no, I love, this is um, perfect. I, love, <laughs> I, I took us there. I took us there. I love Listen, um, it's all about self-care. Uh, uh, women's health. But it's very mm-hmm. important. And I feel like in this society, that's where we're getting out. Um, mm, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting out. We can't do it. We can't, we can't do the U.S. anymore. But um, in this society, bye, bye, bye. it's almost like having a horrible period or... Mm. Um, you know, having severe mood swings and cramping is a normal thing. It's yeah, not. No, no. It's not. And That's we as dis-ease. women need to, yeah, we need to step back and really look at what's going on. I understand we have to make the money. You know, we have to help our mates. We have to raise our families. But at the same time, we need to like yeah, yeah, look within. Right. And... um I mean, we need to get on a whole nother topic at another right. later date. You know, I'm going we need in. to, girl. Okay. We need to really talk about, um, you know, women and and our roles and relationships with these men. That is definitely a topic we need to tap into mm-hmm. at a later date. Okay. Stay on topic. Soon, season three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I remember teen in high school. It was a ninety. When did we go to high school? Um, two thousand fifteen. Right. Last, last year. Last year when we were freshmen. Uh, last year when we were freshmen, I remember there was like um I don't know if it was like a lip sync or a talent show or something. Or maybe it was the Terpsy. I think it was Terpsy. It was a Terpsy? Uh-huh. Okay. So there was like this, I guess it was during school time, a few mm-hmm. of the Terpsies performed because it might have been October, maybe do you guys start practicing? Um, yeah, I think we start practicing after Thanksgiving, actually. After Played. So I don't know when it was then. Okay. <laughs> it could, no, uh-huh. you know what? It was Dance Ensemble. Were you in Dance Ensemble? Only my senior year. Played, so it wasn't that. It was something because, okay, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was Thriller, right? And yeah, Thriller that was, was my jam. That All was different Terpsy. breakdowns. Like, uh-huh. It was Terpsy played, okay. Terpsy. So maybe it was in October. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> last year, okay, so last year I saw you dance in Thriller and it was the first time that I ever, not really last year, but, yeah, but I mean, it was the well, first we time that I ever actually <coughs> noticed you dancing because, you know, I wasn't 
in dance. So mm-hmm. if I wasn't going to the shows, you, you know, don't I didn't remember, really... You don't remember the talent show in TJ when we had those big, like, baggy blue and some people had white and we did, like, I want to rock, I want to rock, I want to rock. Was it Talani? Yeah, Talani and okay. Talani. I was on a dance. Yeah. I don't know what I was. Yeah, it's okay. Go, go back to I was with, the, with the venomous stuff <laughs> at that time, so I was probably being bled. Dr- um, you probably out. weren't focused. Yes. Um. Focused. So. And thriller, and I think you had on like ripped clothes or something yes. to fit. Yes, and we got the some precision Salvation and the like. Oh, I need that tape. Skill and ease of just like that four count dance move that you did on stage. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh my! The like I was <laughs> not. It was so good. Thank like I had no idea. Like you know, we grew up in TJ and uh-huh. like I, but I just had no idea we were that good because I think you choreographed it too. Yes, I did. Right, and that was my debut. And so mm-hmm. right, so at that moment, I was like, wow, like this girl is a beast. I think I actually went home in the mirror and tried to do it. It wasn't the same. Oh yay! Um, Thank you. But so with all that being said, how important is dance and creating to you? Uh, dance and creating. Um, it's extremely important. It's my outlet of expression. It comes to me very organically and naturally. Some people have to really work at creating and choreographing and dancing. Um, it's just very natural for me. Um, I, I dance with the heart. Like there's definitely better dancers than me, you know, as, as an educator too of dance, like, I wouldn't say that I am the best, but you are. You're and that's so why there's sweet. so much hate, but that's <laughs> But I I am an awesome teacher on the pedagogical um, aspect mm-hmm. of dance. That is a huge gift of mine, um, as well as choreographing and creating. That's a huge gift of mine. So it just comes naturally to me and it's a form of expression and it's a way that I relate to the youth because I love teaching the young kids and um, music, music is a huge part of my life and the music, um, steps into my soul and makes me want to move a certain way and attack a certain way. It's just, it's just a great way of expression and a free form of, um, of individuality. You know, a person can truly be, an individual, even in the monks of a group, yeah, doing the same movement, you can still have a sense of individuality and, and be seen differently from everybody else. So right. it's extremely important, and I don't know what I would do without it. Life would be pretty dull and boring. So I'm, I'm grateful that I'm able to um, create and do that. Those of you that don't know me, um, I think that might have been the first question that I bypassed, but I am um, a creator, I'm a choreographer, I'm a dancer, I am an instructor. Thank you. You are a um, And, you know, I, I'm a mentor as well, and mm-hmm. as well as a motivational speaker. And, um, yeah, I, that's me. <laughs> I agree. You've had, you've had to pick me up off of my knees a few times. Girl, I mean, I, I have the, a calling. Yeah. I have a calling. So I, 
I definitely enjoy that. That's that's my labor to the world and and my friends, the people that are close to me. I'm able to like see things and be very intuitive about things and um, kind of deliver it in a way that people are able to receive it. So I'm very grateful and happy that I have that tool and skill. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's it's always a joy to watch Thank you dance you. and your professions. I really wish that I had um, the skill. But you do. To, but you do. But you, you know what? It doesn't. The Chris. The crispness isn't there. Maybe it it's is. A joint, it's it's just, a joint. You, you know, you need to just continue at it. Like when we did your wedding, you were obviously more advanced than your father. Um, but if you just continue to do it, it will fully blossom because you got the stuff you got the sauce you think so mm-hmm. i got the sauce because you know what sometimes they i need to i need to incorporate see. more sea moss in my diet because like in mm-hmm. the morning that moss, yeah. sometimes i try to drop it low for kevin like and pick it up and, slow and it like once i get mm-hmm. past like a 90 degree on a bend there's mm-hmm. like some sort of tightness here mm-hmm. in the knee yeah that's right that. so i have to i get so <laughs> in the knees i can hardly speak i lose all control control I, I saw Coco at CBC. Um, I don't go there anymore. Um, CBC. <laughs> what? That's that? another episode in itself. <laughs> CBC. Is that a CB4? That's a Taylor. Chris Rock? That's I can't. Okay, shit. All right. Mm-hmm. That's the a Taylor's whole house. episode. Oh my God. It really is. That that's Taylor? a whole. Anyway. I can't. Um, I don't go there. And it was like a New Year's Eve when it was at, I guess, the Marriott and Tina. Mm-hmm. And a Coco was sitting across from me with those Come nails. And I was just staring at her. And I could, all I could hear was like, Come on now. I was like, I just want you to sing it. Girl. Just do a That SWV song, this woman said, I know that you're somebody else's guy, but these feelings that I have for you, I can't deny. Boom, 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 boom. She doesn't treat you the way that you wanted to. So come on, stop running. I want to get with you. What your girl don't know won't hurt her. What? And you know what? We I talked can. about this too. One time we Kevin did. and I were driving um, this one. I never knew. I used to sing it all the time in high school. What? But not until that day, a couple of months ago, that I realized how shady it was. What song? I just left my baby girl a message. Oh yeah, he was shady. Be coming, coming home. That song I'd rather be is alone. so shady. It is. He, he was disrespectful. He just wanted to be out here in these streets. That and was crazy. Because like, like, when you love someone, you just don't treat her bad. Oh, how I feel girl. so sad. Why I want to leave. She's crying her heart to me. Shade. 
how could you like you're crying bitch but mm, right I just need time to see where I want to be like get your confused self out of here nobody wants to do yeah that was that was some real the little Kims the little C oh my god out of control we were 12 we really were I want to sex you up we were 12 I had, a, I had an argument with my brother because he was like, no, it's I want to set you up. I was like, no, it's I want to set you up. And then we eventually we heard it on the radio. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you were right. Uh, let me lick you up and down. So you uh, let up. me lick you Why up were we and down that? till you stay stop. I can't. That was out of control. Every time I close my eyes, I, I wake, wake up feeling so horny. I can't get you out of my mind. Sex in you you is all I see. Why? That's out of control. This was the worst one. He might be doing you, but but he's thinking about me. So anything about another lover and go find another brother. I know he's my man. He's all in my hands. It feels good when he calls my name. Don't you wish you had the same? What? Feeling disgust, working your stuff. Sing it. Till he thinks about mine. Now he's feeling <laughs> real high. You ask why? Cause he's mine. Girl, it's something, something that just ain't cool. Never fall in love with a man, man who don't love you. We were 13. She was out of control. What about this one? I need it. I'ma be a freak until the day, until the dawn. So we go pull, pull all through the night till early morning. Homeschool in Jackson 5, that's it. Oh my God. (laughs) The morning I will take you around the on a gangster lane. I can't. And what was it? Um, I can't. I'll take my time, I won't rush in. Make sure you're nice and wet before we begin. To make love, I'll rub my toes all over your body. Caress you oh so gently. Love you so completely. I get down to it. I'm so into you. You know I'll do you. You always pull me in. I'll kiss on your lip. He kiss on your thigh. I can't wait to explore below the navel, baby. I'm willing. I'm not afraid to taste your love. Taste your love. I'll take my time. I won't rush in. Make sure you're nice and wet before we begin. I can't. For these lyrics? What were we listening to? Remember a doodoo brown? I can't. Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to fuck. I can't. We went crazy at those house parties. What? My face was down. Okay, my hands, my hands were on the floor, and then the girls, you know, they go around, they they try to amp you up. Go get him, Allie, get him! 
and you love it. I know you probably know you love it. You know you love it. That one the booty. I can't. You did a booty. I did a levitation. You were going hard. That was that was. I think that was not um, a booty iconic. It was iconic because I think I was the first to ever do it. (laughs) And then it was a thing. I was a pioneer. So what you do is you fully bend and you extend the legs and then you you get in there underneath the ball and then you plie and then you extend and then they they're on their tippy toes they're doing berets okay alright girl if I would have seen you girl I, I think I pioneered that and then on a like, booty oh, levitate it was a levitation I lifted I lifted because the back that's the strong that's the strong yeah that's all yeah yo I can't girl I remember I, we used to leave those parties like the parties in the small so gym sweat. and have we were wet. sweat. Doobie we gone. worked. The doobie, doobie was, was a gone. Wrap, okay? Bangs plastered. Come on now. Because you know everybody had a man. Oh my Bangs God. plastered. They did that play. And separated because they were wet so, and they were relaxed. And we would bring the rat tail comb with us. Why would we bring the rat tail For comb the with out. us? I can't. For the let out. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Those Do you songs remember? were inappropriate. Do you remember in TJ? Did you ever go to the 5th and 6th grade dance? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, I didn't go to 5th and 6th because I wasn't there for 5th and 6th. Played. But I went to the 7th and 8th. Okay, so maybe mm-hmm. this is when this, when, okay, I think in middle school is when guys and girls start grinding, maybe, but it's like yeah. a whack grind. Yeah, we it's were grinding. Like um, Harry was, he was such a good dancer. Yeah, Harry, they would come and Harry just, South was a good he dancer. He was. Everybody wanted to dance with him because that hip game, he knew what he was doing. He's from the yard. He, come on now. Swing. Okay. Swing. the longest train in T-neck middle school history. Not oh train, God. sandwich we train. Love that sandwich train. It was like oh, there was a trauma with that too. So there was this was probably in 5th grade back in high and middle school in the Bronx and they were forming a train, right? So I got into the train, right? And I wasn't popular then. Was it a grind train? It was a grind train. <laughs> and so I went behind a boy. Girl, I went behind a boy. And he turned back and looked at me, and then he walked away. So there was just a girl there, so I had to walk away, too. Trauma. That's brutal. That is. But New York was a different story. It was rough. When I came here, I felt like I was with my people, with my tribe. Um, but, yeah, that, that trauma just popped oh in my, my head God. when you started talking about the train. But that, that train, girl. That sandwich train. It was girl. across the whole gym. Every, I think it. everyone was in that train. Were the were the um, chaperones in there too? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sinclair, I can't. Ah, Mrs. Wells, I can't. Like, Mr. Kelsey. Dr. Bush, like, let me get in there. I can't. <laughs> Mr. Thomas, the science teacher in Purdue. Did you have a new Thomas? I didn't. I had Mr. Specia. Oh, for, well, I, I had Mr. Specia for um, social studies. I had Mrs. Lacey for science. Oh. Yeah, and then I had um then I had Dr. Bush. But again, I was in seventh and eighth because I was in the Boogie Down Bronx prior to that. Right. Mm-hmm. I get it. 
But I remember that was the longest trade. And I remember Ooh. it was like a Monte. Oh, shout out to Monte. Where's Monte at? <laughs> you remember Monte? Monte was down for the people. A Monte. <laughs> and I think it might have been like a Donovan Jones. Girl Donovan. Donovan. She was a year older than us. Those are the only two people I remember. They were living. Girl. They were living. They were probably but sweaty. I don't think I got in it because like... I was teased a lot, so yeah. my confidence yeah. wasn't there because I was tall. Yeah, that's um, a good thing you didn't, because then what would hap- what happened to me? That probably you know, exactly, me. right? Oh, you need a place, I didn't. I was right. like, I'm gonna try high. Right now. Yeah, I felt I, I had a nice dress on too. I felt like I did a really good job. I gelled my edges down, Aww. and I too I put too much gel in, so the ponytail was a little weird. But it's all good, you know. It's it's just growing pains. Right, it's all good. <laughs> okay. Let's see. So we answered the dance question, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So doobies and pins, money Doobie. nails, girl, um, oh, yeah, thin eyebrows, mm-hmm. coach belts. Oh my god! Coach and sneakers, then the, the black liner. I mean, we were young when they did. Danielle the black Wilson liner. loved a black lip liner. Girl. I remember she was like, "Why didn't you tell me that was ugly?" <laughs> <laughs> I used to want to wear it too. Well, Pajamas in school. Remember a pajama and a Tim? A pajama pants. Pajama jammy jam. Kevin said I remember a beef and Brock. I remember a beef and Brock. Oh, navy t shirts, the double decker yes. with the roll sleeve. Now I can't. Lollipops in the ponytail. Yes, lollipops in the ponytail. Uh, the bobos. The bobos. The bobos. We used to suck on them. Why? I can't. It wasn't cute. I can't. God, what else? Oh my God. The bear jackets. You remember bear jackets back in the day? Did oh, yes, I do. Abrex's parasuit goes. I did. I, right. I had a South Pole. Remember my South Pole silver jacket bubble? I do. That was an yeah. Adina Howard jacket. Wasn't that? It was an Adina Howard inspired. She wore one like that, but it wasn't the South Pole. The South Pole had the black tip on top of the shoulders. But yes, I'll be a freak. <laughs> right. So with all that being said... How important is style yeah, to you and why? Because you love a dress. I you do. really put oh my together God. a damn outfit. So, like, personal style um, to me is my full way to express myself. So, people that know me um, currently, all I do is a slave ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and the code words that we use for work is slave ship. Um, so, we will say slave. Oh, I'm at the slave. So, I'm always at the slave so I always have these sweats on and, and unflattering clothes, um, which I'm going to change. I'm going to just get better ones. Right. Because like I love outfits. comfort. Like, mm-hmm. a like a outfit. Like a, you know, a, a little set. gym yeah. outfit, mm-hmm. something like that. But <clears throat> so people that see me often probably see me looking like um, trash can O's. Remember that, Namron? I can't. So, um, or... Whatever, but they don't see me how I really am. The people that really know me that I go out with, I love a style and an exclusive. You do. And I was like that in high school too. I was always like fresh to death, dressed to impress, ready to party. Um, so it's very important to me. It was a way for me to express my individuality and who I was as a person, which was very eclectic, very fun very um daring and and adventure full of adventure so my outfits would reflect that it would always be exclusive things that people normally couldn't find you yeah you always loved that I, i loved an outfit um and i still do you do 
I have a lot of great pieces, but I don't go anywhere too much. Right. So when I do go somewhere, you might see it on social media because I'll post an outfit if I remember because I'm always very into the moment. So sometimes right. I forget to take photos, but uh, for the most part, like you'll see an outfit like I love a style. I really you do. do. At your party, you look like a princess. Girl. Like when I saw dollars. you, I was like. That dress was six dollars. You can put it together. Mm -hmm. You really do. I need to learn because I feel like I look like a um, trip leader all the time. No, you look. No, I just like to be. I like to be comfortable. (laughs) I love clogs. Um, Those clogs, that those lattes get you some lattes. Yeah, ladies, get you some lattes. They're cute. They're good for a back. (laughs) Make a leg look long and strong. Um, No, I like your easy breezy. Yeah, but I just feel like that's why I feel like I'm. Maybe I'll get some twists or something because I feel like I need to jazz it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. When uh, a black woman has her hair done, the whole world opens up because um, you can see so many other avenues of how you can present yourself to the world aesthetically so when the hair is laid um edges may be sprayed let's okay go. so let's um go. make sure your hair is laid so that when you walk there's a threshold of edges that you can walk above and um it can cushion your stride as you go through and forth in the world but um so style is very important to me um I, I just love it you know and I really want to become a stylist you should I, there's so many things I want to do I want to do the motivational speaking stylist because I really feel like I have an eye for it um I just want to tap into that market and um so anybody out there if you want to hire me I'll charge you very cheap just to get my stuff out there but styling is what I do and um in my head so I'd like to do it outside of my head but yeah style is very important you love a cute yes it helps a woman to really step into the essence of who they are I feel Oh, and there goes our siren. <laughs> my butt. Ah, bummer, I had beans. I had beans and onions. <laughs> you think they can hear that? You think they can? Oh, Yo, my God. They heard that You leave it there. You have to leave it in. Oh, my God. I thought I had to take a duke. But, like, you know how you, like, try to push the air around the duke? So, it's like... So it was, that's why I was like, because it was so tight. Yes. Like, I just needed a little bit I just needed, I needed a little bit of relief so we could finish this. I just needed some relief. Oh those beans. And there Here goes our go. next, next segment. <laughs> okay. So, I hope you can hear it. You should definitely leave oh that in. Oh my God. I'm that's sure out of control. The mic is really good. That's out of control. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> That was that was her cheeks. Yes. Um, um, we had noise. <laughs> you know, I had onions, onions really. And I was like, ooh, onions. I always got onions on it. I just worked me over, but they were delicious. I had beans. It was delicious. Lord I'm getting hot. You know? Like my grandma used to say, let it out, be ashamed, hold I it in, bust a vein. I can't. Oh, okay. I didn't want to bust a vein, grandma. I didn't want to bust a vein. Oh, 
And AKA shout out RIP. I, I see can't. you. Yes, um, AKA shout out. Right. She loved an Allison. She did. She did. That Avon, she was an Avon. So, okay, quick story. <laughs> so, my niece's grandmother was at her house and I w- went over and I was like, hey. She was dressed in pearls and. She loves it. And, and, and that's how we call her AKA. <laughs> she had the pearls and she had green and pink yes. on. So, I was like, hey, AKA. <laughs> grandmother but you know it's not real dialogue because I'm just like saying things that the grandmother's not knowing I'm actually saying because I'm like hey AKA okay she's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so I brought over my Avon books because I was an Avon lady at the time and I was like do you like Avon you can have some Avon and give it to her grandmother she's like this Avon book I used to sell Avon (laughs) and I was like oh really she's like oh wow this is a lot of stuff when I sold Avon, it was just a page. She and loved that we, black and white printout. We that, that black and white printout with a front and back. I was on the floor. I was like, a one page with a front and back? That's probably just skin so soft. I, I can't. It was. You that, skin so that skin so soft? That oil? Y'all need that. You know it's a bug repellent, too. Is it? Girl, that scent? Come get your life for the self-care. That's anyway. like a Michael Bazden cruise scent. Like, whenever I smell skin so soft, <laughs> I think of, like, Michael Bazden's demographic. Like, it would smell like skin so soft on the Michael Bazden. <laughs> yes. I can't. Okay. So, first there was Passion Flux. Uh-huh. Which was yes. amazing. Thank you. Amazing. So, the 2010. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember... Wow, it was just amazing. Like, I always remember the first times, like, when you had, Aww. I guess, like, a viewing. Yes, the, the viewing at there. the studio. And it was mm-hmm. a Takla there. I'm seeing a yes. Takla. Maybe Jen Irish was there. Was she, yeah, she was. She was like, that me. whole crew, um, the Black Hole. And um, <laughs> they were there. And But, no, it was like, I had never seen your work. I don't think I've ever seen your work before that time because I was in Baltimore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was back in the area, but just like I was blown away. Girl. I was blown away. I think, did you guys do, um, uh, my skin is black. Was that when you did that one? My arms are long. Yeah, we did do that. And it was like, was it wolf? Yeah. It was the werewolf. Yeah. That was amazing. It was I'd never seen anything. Like I was like. I was like, like I was at Cirque du Soleil. It was like so yes. good. There were so many different parts, but it like congealed together. I'm gonna great. post a little bit on the Instagram so you guys can kind of see that. That was like my first. That out of all, of, I was thinking about that today. Um, my top five creations because I've been posting my work um, continuously on Instagram on my dance page, and because <clears throat> I have such a huge body of work now. Now that I've you know, dipped back into my history. I'm like, wow, I've accomplished so much. And that's one of my top five. Mm -hmm. I would say Werewolf, The Ugly Show that I did for the Terpsichoreans. Um, What else? I was thinking about it. Um, uh, My Skin is Black for uh, Four Shades of Women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, that's what it's called. Yeah, Four Shades of Women. What was the other one? Those were three. Um, I would say Tarzan, the Tarzan play that I did, all like all the pieces. Um, and you got and I got an award. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm, there it goes. It's right up there. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Next you to the previous sweet year. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and 
What else? I got to think about it, but like, I, I think that's important to know, like my top five that I'm really proud of and those works I'm very, extremely proud of. Yeah, you have a great portfolio. Thank like, you. Like, probably even the ones that you don't think are at the top are at the oh, top. Like, thank you. You always do very good work. Thank every you. Every time. I try. Seriously. It's good. I, I enjoy it. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. I'm so excited for right. it. <clears throat> Me too. This is your year, girl. Thank All right, you. so we had a passion flux, mm-hmm. and then there's TAOE and TAC. So, can you tell us a little okay, bit about so that? Okay, so TAOE is um, basically passion flux but revived and refurbished mm-hmm. um i <clears throat> initially i did my company for my dance babies which was robert tori jen um tatiana those girls i wanted and, and young man i wanted them to experience the full essence of a pre-professional program traveling and performing and i developed it you know, it was an idea and I created it and I did it. And once they graduated, <clears throat> um, you know, I went on sabbatical because it was a lot of work and I, you know, recruiting and all that stuff and getting the right people because it's an energy thing too. Right. It's a mentorship program um, as well as a dance program. And I'm just helping develop these young, amazing, talented human beings um, to become amazing, talented uh, very self-confident women and men in society. So um, I went on sabbatical, then I revived it because I had new dance babies that I had worked with since they were younger and now were of age in high school. And I wanted to give them that experience as well. So I revived it and added some new dance babies that I've developed over the short years, um, like a couple years or so. <clears throat> And they become a part of it. Um, And now we're into our third season. This year we're doing a half season um, because we're just revamping the program. And I'm just really excited about it. Um, But yeah, TAOE is basically Passion Flux. Um, TAOE is an acronym for the Alice and Owusu Experience Dance Company. It's a mentorship pre-professional dance company where we travel in the tri-state area and perform and do concert works, work with influential people in the business and network. And also the beauty, I guess the most important part of my company, I would say, is pushing each dancer to the limit and creating and help fostering the best dancer that they can be. So whenever a dancer finishes my program for a season, they actually physically and mentally become a better dancer because of the amount of work in such a short time and the the bond that they make with these these individuals doing the same things that they're doing creates the essence of a true family group that is like-minded and performs together. So yeah, that's what that is. And TAC is my new hip hop company. Mm-hmm. Now with that, <clears throat> there's been a lot of changes of this year. You know, I never want to stay anywhere that I don't, I don't, um, uh, I'm not appreciated. Right. And I had parents contact me and they're like, where are you? We want you to still train with our kid. And I was like, 
I can develop a program, you know, similar to what I'm what I've been doing with the contemporary aspect with TAOE. And because we're on a brief break right now, this is a great opportunity to do that. So I started a hip hop company and it's called the Alley Cats Hip Hop Crew. And it's um, dancers from five years old to 13, actually 14 now because one just had a birthday. Shouts out to you, ZZ. And um, these young ladies are fierce and they don't even know what's in store for them. <laughs> like, I am going to be building these young ladies and they're younger. They're in the age group where I could really help them know their strengths as young ladies and they're all girls. It's going to be amazing. I have my um, girl, Tori Carr, hey. helping me, which is your cousin. Yeah. And she's been through my program with Passion Flex years ago. Mm-hmm. She's a really good friend. Um, and I would like to say even family member yeah. of myself, you know. Um, and she's an assistant um, artistic director. And we are just going to be slaying these girls. We did a bonnet video that's coming out soon. So cute. Um, these little girls, I can't. So cute. I can't, I can't wait it. for everyone to see it. I can't handle it. And I can't wait to get my hands on them and to fully get them all bonded the way they should be bonded. They're bonding naturally right now, but the way that I need them to bond, that's yet to happen. And I'm so excited. I can't wait till it happens. But we're doing big things. One of Beyonce's backup dancers is coming this Sunday, actually, to work with them. Um, Ebony Williams, shouts out to you. Thank you so much for your service to the community. And um, she donated a a large portion of um, her time to help us with um, this master class she's going to be doing. So that's going to be happening. And I'm so excited for them because this is... She's one of the girls that did Single Ladies, the video. She's the other girl. Yeah, the dark-skinned girl. And she also has been on tour with her. She's been in... She's also was in Formation, the dance formation Mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, she does work with her and does work with other artists. So this is just real-life exposure and nurturing um, to this youth where they can really get information to to really work in this business the way they're supposed to so i'm just so grateful i'm so excited but yeah that's what tax about and that's what um tau is about people like to say tao but i don't know i don't like that um pronunciation of it i like tau Tao. Mm -hmm. yeah tao makes me think of tao they like come and me want go home and me no want go home so yes so tau right tau people not tao yes okay cool be sure to look forward to her um, upcoming shows Mm -hmm. and showcases it's very much so a treat you guys need it get on the ground my husband loves when we go like Mm -hmm. when my parents my mom went that time like it's for all ages like it's all ages it's very 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 good entertainment you you can see the hard work how the the young ladies really mesh together and Mm -hmm. how Allison really puts her heart into oh my god into it so it's really it's really good very very well done follow us on the gram yes um for the contemporary company is t-a-o-e underscore dance co c-o 
mm-hmm. and then my hip hop company it's the underscore Ali A L I Cats Hip Hop Crew. So check us out. We are badass. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm excited for the Alley Cat. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so on a more serious note, we always talk about emotions and relationships. Mm -hmm. I said emotions is taking me over, caught up in sorrow, lost in the sun. And if you don't come back, come home to me, darling. Don't you know that? Nobody left in this world to hold me tight. And we always talk about how, like, you know, this society um, is godless. We we know that. Everyone might not know that. but mm-hmm. um, And how there's, like, campaigns for overactive emotion, mm. which clouds a lot of rational thinking in relationships, marriages, workplace situations. Um, I basically think that too much emotion is not of God. It's not of the universe. Mm. Um and something that's man-made. But um, with that being said, what have you learned as a married woman mm. and now a separated woman? Okay. Now, before you answer, mm-hmm. I just know... Well, i just like to say that um, my husband and I have been married for a year. Come on now. <clears throat> and I it's feel like... The... Yeah. How do I say this? The emphasis... Mm-hmm. That society, the the aspects of marriage that society puts emphasis on are mm. unrealistic. Mm. And I feel like that's why a lot of marriages don't last because it's not realistic. It. Like, marriage is a business agreement. Yes, it. it's like flowers and, you know, romantic time. But at the end of the day, you're, you're choosing a business partner. Come on now. And I feel like a lot of people choose based off of, like, the wrong mentality and mm-hmm. the wrong things that's why so many marriages nowadays aren't lasting but like look at our grandparents or our great great grandparents they stayed married forever they did because it was a realistic type of thing mm-hmm. even though it wasn't perfect but yeah. it was just realistic right. you know you know that you're a unit you need to make it's a well-oiled machine every yeah. part of the machine have to go if this compliments this person to help him get there that compliments me to help me get there that's what it's that's what just what it is mm-hmm. because it's a system but um, so yeah, so what's your take as um, a married woman well, and a newly separated woman? Well, I wouldn't say newly. That that's been on the the 
precipice not precipice that's been happening for a while so it's not new not new right it isn't new. <laughs> it just but, sounded yeah, good like, yeah it did it did sound good right? <laughs> and newly yes yeah, so it's been a it's, it's, it's been a you know it's been a, a long process time. it's definitely Shouldn't been a process you. without a dope beat to step two right. step two so he goes to step two Step, step two. two. Yeah, he can step though. Yeah, he can step. Yeah. So, um, but yes, as a married woman, I definitely, I would say being married had helped me found, find, excuse me, who my true self was. Yes. And my strength as a woman. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and just, I became a part of a club where I understood wholeheartedly, just like, you know, people with kids, they're like, oh, you don't have kids, you don't understand. Right. You know, and then when you have kids, you're like, oh, okay, I get it, you know? I became part of a club where I was like, oh, okay, I know what this is, you know, and I know what y'all talking about. Um, so with that knowledge, I feel like I just became more self-aware mm-hmm. and knowledgeable about communing with the opposite sex. Right. Um, so I feel like that's definitely helped me understand men more mm-hmm. and understand women's roles and what they do um and the stuff you see on tv isn't real <laughs> you know it's pretty much it's case by case obviously but a lot of it is is very well known ingrained teachings that the black community has lost over the years because the elders don't pass down their stories nothing so um a lot of it is is knowing knowing those fundamental tools as a woman how to navigate mm-hmm. through having a union with a man right and if you're not self-aware of that either you're going to be a broken person bro- mm-hmm. broken woman you're going to be doing things that are not of self you're going to be um, pick pick me in, you know, like the pick me chick. You're going to be the right. the um, bottom barrel, the doormat. Insecure, jealous. Insecure. You're going to be the dusty chick that, um, or the bottom bitch mm-hmm. that thinks they're riding, but you're getting um, taken advantage of. Um, if you don't know those things, if you do know those things, you're winning. You're winning. You're knowing how to commune with a man. You're knowing how to speak to a man. You're knowing how to get the things that you want and to communicate those things. And in the midst of all of that, knowing that it's all strategic. It really is. You know what I mean? It's all strategic and it's all a game, unfortunately. And there's nothing wrong with it being a game people just need to get out of that fantasy thought it's all a fantasy yeah like oh disney channel and you know i just want someone to love me for me and all this crap it's just like no like you said it's a business partnership it is all a game and you need to keep your emotions at bay save your emotions for your kids save your emotions for your friends Save your emotions for the women in your life that understand emotions right um on your level don't bring that to your man. <laughs> right. Just don't. Because I know even sometimes, like, I'll get emotional mm-hmm. and I'll be talking to my husband and he'll just pick out A, B, and C. Yeah. And I'm like, that's oh, his language. That's it. 
Yeah. You're absolutely right. And then all of the feelings I have just mm-hmm. go away. And sometimes like, it doesn't go away because as women, we do need to express that because right. we're different beings, right. you know, we're, we're nurturers. So we need that release or it becomes cancerous in our bodies. Exactly. It becomes a, a fester, but that's not something they're able to dissect, understand, or even relate to. So knowing that, knowing even just that aspect of communication with, with a man Go to your sister. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a way to communicate with a man and there's a way to communicate with a wo- mm-hmm. woman. Like, I feel like a lot of women get upset with their partners, their mates, their spouses because it maybe doesn't seem like they speak the same language, mm-hmm. but they don't right. because men process things completely different than we do. And a mm-hmm. lot of women, unfortunately, tend to be very emotional yep. and that's not natural to a man. Nope. So it's all about how you say it, what you say, and the realisticness of the situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of times women are upset at something and they don't express, this hurt my feelings, this is why. Right. It's just reaction. Mm-hmm. He hurt my feelings, so I'm not going to talk to him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make him pay. But really, he has no, no idea what's going on. Right. And exactly. because he has no idea what's going on, that's making the woman who's not communicating herself well to her partner even now. more upset. Mm-hmm. But really, she has the option to just say what it is. Come on now. Absolutely. So, But you have to know oneself and you have to know the difference between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's what marriage has taught me. In terms of separation, right. it's taught me about my worth mm-hmm. and what I'm willing to take and what I'm willing what I'm not willing to take right because you know all things being real if I wanted to continue to be married you know women have the power to make that a reality you Mm know um so I could still you know do it if I want but I know that there's more for me and I know exactly what I want and it's out there so I'm gonna go get that um, and so in, in my separation, it has taught me the value of self and what I deserve and what I'm going to be receiving in the near future. Come on now. You better mm-hmm. claim it. Yes, it's already written in stone. Hello, hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. Okay, cool. So what is it like growing up African and first-generation America in this corporation we call the United States, a.k.a. It. the land of the free, home of the brave, but everybody's a slave. We need to wake up. Go ahead. Ooh, come on, Larissa. I just did a little bit, didn't I? You did? That was a bar. Do I need to go to the New Eureka? I think so. Oh, I think okay. we have. That was, like a, that was like real off the cuff. <laughs> we do need to go. I don't know. It looks like I have this rash here. I don't know what this is. What yeah. is that? Anyway... Um, I guess I'll watch it for a few days. Were, is that what you were just picking? Yeah. You love surgery. I Why do. Were you Did you see that? that? <laughs> I, was, I thought I you were love getting a hair. Pick. Why are I you picking I have, that? Um, I think that is a condition. Um, picking skin. I have that. Do you watch Dr. Pimple? Dr. Pimple Popper? I've seen I've seen that on YouTube. I think she has. she's on like TLC or something now. She has a show. Oh, wow. But I've seen those things. Um, I can't do it. I like peeling of skin. There's like psoriasis pit peeling on YouTube that I'm into. Um, yeah, I have issues. But yeah, I don't know where it comes they from. They have videos of people peeling off dead skin. Absolutely. I'm going to show you. I don't want to see it. The it's going to make my legs The scalp hurt. one it's too. Make my legs. Like no! The scale, no. The scale is lifted. They use like tools. They use certain like 
fine tooth comb. Why tool, is people's skin coming off and like they that? Lift it up in one piece. In in one piece, not the whole thing, but in one piece is just layers. It's so satisfying. It's like ASMR. I well, do we'll like. I don't like ASMR as I much as like mukbang. I love me ASMR. Kevin thinks I'm so weird, but I what, love mukbang. What's a mukbang? Like? It's be loves like when you watch people eat. Oh yeah, that's a, that's like ASMR. But I think ASMR is more quiet. You just hear like the sounds of them chewing. And yeah, like that's that. mukbang. But mukbang is like conversation and like it's more mm. like lively. ASMR is like. you gotta do like the opening of the mouth like today I'm going to be eating plantain chips <laughs> and eat it yeah good Yes, I love that. I oh my god, I'd be like comatose. I'm no, like, put me to sleep just now, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, girl, I'd be in another dimension, girl. Out of control. I just, just like two minutes in, I'd be like, <laughs> there's like this new one where they do baking soda and comet, comet, comet uh-huh. powder, and sometimes gym chalk, and then they mix it with water and they let it sit for a few days and then they scrape it. Oh my god. It is like crack cocaine. Don't show me that. You've already showed me enough to get me... Listen, just one more. This scraping... Oh, my God. It's out of control. The things that entertain us these days are out of control. It's just amazing. Look look at this. I'm going to edit all this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Y'all hear that? Do y'all hear that? That made my nipples hard. Right? I felt that in my back. Yeah, because you hear that sound, and sometimes the consistency, they'll have, like, like softer consistency. I like the softer ones. This one is really nice. This one gets me on a high frequency right here, and I just like seeing it go down, and sometimes they play with it. Let me get um, (laughs) to the (laughs) nitty-gritty. Like, I'm talking about balls or something. But, like, yeah. That? Isn't that amazing? That is. That crumble? Oh my God, that crumble. Oh my God. Right? It's like coconut flour. Oh my God. I want to make one. I kind of want to bite one of those. Is that Me poison? too. There's a girl that eats them. She eats the chalk. And it sounds so good. She's like... That's crazy. Oh my God, I love this one. You hear that crunch? Stop, Allison, because you're going to get me addicted. I don't want to Oh my God. No. Why is this that one's so cornstarch. Yeah, this no. is this is cornstarch. No. We have to make it one day, and then we should make a video, and then we could post it on the gram. Do you do you see that playing with it? Oh my god! Oh my god! I want it! I want it so bad! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what, right. what was the next question? I'm so sorry. It's okay. I, it was. Ooh, they did ice. I like ice too. I love an ice crunch. Me too. Oh my god. Ooh, she did ice. That's new. Cause they don't be doing ice. 
I'm, remind me to get Iceland when we get on the road. Ooh. You need the one, the, I like the ah as ASMR. Let me see, ah, uh, here we go. She's black, she be eating this stuff. We gotta make one one day, my. That's crazy, don't get me hooked on this. Girl, let me just show you the eating. Mm -hmm. I'll just show you the eating one. That's her eating chong. Mm -hmm. And she swallows it? Yeah. Her stool. Like Girl. She's probably iron deficient. Right. Enough is enough, Allison. No. Oh, one no more. more. Okay. No more. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Anyway, yes. Next. Next question. Right. Okay. Um, what is it like growing up African, first generation African? So good. So sorry. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. Um, it was, it was pretty good. My mom like kind of really wanted us to be involved in the culture here and we were pretty much um you know not deprived of having the american culture and stuff like that and when i was little i actually preferred it because um you know because of the teasing and the taunting i was ashamed of the culture actually so i, I just wanted to be american until I went to college and then I realized like there's a whole life that I just did not take part of and I did not care about and met other Africans and you know missed out on a lot growing up like the language and um, certain customs and things like that which later on I got interested in but we kind of got into a groove of how we were raised so it's just been that way but it's it's been um it's been kind of I think good. I think my mom did a good job of I guess trying to just make us feel comfortable in this new environment or I mean it was never new for us but for her it was new, the culture and the society and stuff and helping us to um really get indoctrinated in the customs and stuff. So I thought, I think that's good. In hindsight, I wish, you know, she had been more adamant about, you know, us being more involved in the culture. But, you know, I know for me in particular, I pleaded not to because of the taunting and the trauma from right. school and stuff like that. But it, I think it was a good experience. I, I like having the... Um, the aspect of having a foreign culture mm -hmm. living in this country because I feel like I 
I always have a home to go back to. You right, know? and you know where you're from. Like right. those kids who were taunting you in school have no idea they where they're from. They think they're from Africa. Right. Like most people of color who have generations and generations in the United States, mm-hmm. they really think that they got on a wooden, their family got on a wooden boat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sailed across the ocean blue to here. No, mm-hmm. people, you are already here. Cross, but they don't know yep. that. They don't know about the Jeep Cherokee. Right. And all of all of the Native Americans that were actually black in different shades and all of that. Right. $5 Indians. The Indians that you're seeing nowadays, the fair-skinned ones, are $5 Indians. Google that, people. The indigenous people of the United States are melanated. Come on now. Not pink. Come on now. Hi! Okay. Okay. Um, So, we are always analyzing family. Mm-hmm. Like every time we get together, it's always some sort of analysis, Girl, right? Because we need it. We need a record. And like we're always, you know, venting and talking about, you know, different things with our mothers. Mm-hmm. So, how important is family to you and the relationship with your mom? Um, family is very important. Growing up, my mom, I don't know if it was purposely, but we had a lot of family functions that she spearheaded. So there was mm-hmm. a lot of things at our house that. Um, you know my cousins and my aunts and my uncles would come to and it was it was just very enjoyable for me I loved that aspect of my childhood as we got older my mom got tired and like was hoping people would take you know the the reins and and continue on with traditions which unfortunately didn't happen they did but did it with their friends and just not with us family yeah kind of shady and um the younger generation, like me and my cousins, we kind of kept that going um, until, you know, actually, you know, after my wedding, things kind of dissipated with the relationship with my myself and my cousins. And um, we weren't, we kind of didn't do that anymore because, you know, just different places in our lives and mm-hmm. things happening. And, um, but it's still very important to me when I have my own family I'm going to start traditions and I'm gonna start um you know family reunions and things like that because I think that's essential especially to um people's psyches and and foundations of um security and stuff is knowing like where you come from and the people that are around Mm -hmm. you that encompass your family I think that's very important so um, and the relationship between a woman and a mother, I think is, ooh, I think is very important and, um, essential. Um, I think that, um, you know, me and my mom don't have that close relationship and mm-hmm. that's for other reasons, which we're actually going to make a podcast about that because me and you have lots of talk about in terms of mothers and daughters and relationships with that and I think that if we get that started now that's going to be a whole different like it's going to be a five hour special so (laughs) but we are going to have um a dear mama segment and um talk about that in depth but I think it's very important especially as a woman to be very connected to the one that gave you birth because there's just so much knowledge in our mothers and there's so much that they they're able to pass down and give us and 
Um, there's also some weird things with that if things are not fully whole mm-hmm. as a woman, as an individual, what you're unable to pass down because you're not there, you know? So, but I think that's very important. All right. So in a few episodes ago, last season, it was you, Aphage, and myself. And we were kind of talking about, I don't know if it was insecurities, but like we started, got on the topic of, you love that picking a skin? I do. Do you see me going to surgery? You're not going to have any skin on Oh my God. Like what? I'm like transforming. Why do you have tweezers? Getting hot. Allison, I have to take these. Okay, Okay. thank you. For the skin. I was going to have to take those. Girl, I'm so sorry. Why are you, and what? See that? See that popped up? Oh, did you see my chin? I what do you do? I was doing a facial. I wish y'all could see this girl right now. <laughs> she has, I don't know where she got this piece of plastic from, but she has a little piece of plastic on her chin and is picking a rash on her arm with tweezers. Like, I was doing a facial, girl. You love a pass me the scalpel. I can't. Like, why are you doing surgery? My arm, I can't. I don't know what this is. Uh, is that the arm you put the rose oil? No, was this was one? This Maybe one? that's why I need that rose. You oil. want some more? I have wait. I have a quick hive on this side now because it's interchangeable. Just gotta get that skin up. Bong. Yep. There you go. All right. Thank oh, you. Oh, ASMR. Yes, with the nails. That's my rose oil. People, stay tuned for that. Um. Okay. Yes, I love that shaking of ASMR. It's so good. Right. Okay, so getting back to the topic. So we talked about insecurity, and you talked about um, Uwuki Crisp, and um, when they said Flavor Flavor. Oh, yes. That was like, was that season one? That was season one. That the flavor flavor was with the nye, a nyera. What? Wasn't no, it? it was with the phaedra. Was it with the? Phaedra? Or maybe you? Oh no, that was a nyera. I think that was. I'm nyera. sorry, that took me out when I heard oh that. Oh my good girl! What? That episode. I love with nyera. I can't. That to me, that is the most funniest episode on the podcast. I could not breathe. I almost crashed. Yo, nyera. When I listen to you, that's my girl. That's my my sister, girl. I almost crashed. There was so much water in my eyes from laughing. No, it was really funny. I couldn't do it. And I was so loud in that mic. She, she was. She was. She was She'd like, like hey. <laughs> Hi. I can't. All right. So, um, right, you talked about that, and I believe Phaedra was talking about um, how she was kind of separated into the indigenous kids club, like pulled out of school mm. um, from general population to probably learn propaga- propaganda about, mm-hmm. you know, her native roots. Right. Um, and I, of course, talked about my legs, how specific boys made mm-hmm. fun of my legs. But now I live every inch of Come my on life. Because you right? beautiful. We okay. be in that Korean spa. I saw some. Oh, my God. Do you watch Big Mouth on um, no. Netflix? So the new season is out, and the young girls were having a problem with body image. The, the mom was like, I know where we're going to go. 
I'm going to take you somewhere. The Korean spa. And then right. they went to the Korean spa. It's like, see, there's all, they had like a whole little musical theater song about it. It's like, everyone's in all shapes and sizes and we love our pets. We love ourselves. And right. I thought that was so interesting because I'm like, that's exactly how I feel when I go to the Korean spa. It doesn't spa. matter. It doesn't. Like, and everyone that I've not so there Joe. to expose Not them, so Joe. Yeah, not so Joe. We don't no. go there. Um... Everyone that I've brought there has always been that. It's like that first initial, oh, I'm in my locker room, what's happening? Then they just finally let go and they're just like, hi, I love this. Like, we would walk out to the front desk, but negative, they wouldn't stop us. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I walk to the street, okay? I love Get your car, okay? You know what I mean? Get your car. All right. Show is. Show is. (laughs) Stay, wait for it, guys. You need it. You need it. All right, so talking about, like, the insecurities that we discussed briefly in those previous episodes, what is your biggest, what was your biggest insecurity as a child and your biggest one now? Um, Biggest insecurity as a child was my bags. I had major bags under my eyes, they call it. Did I mention that in, in, in our thing? Um, They called me saddlebags, um, and... So one guy told me that you can put shopping, they're like shopping bags. You know, you can just put groceries in them because my bags are so big under my eyes. So I was always self-conscious about my bags. I absolutely don't care about them now for some reason. I don't know why I don't care about them now. I guess because I don't have anybody pointing them out and making me feel bad about them. And I also am in love with my body and how I look now. But then, like, it was really a problem for me. I even, um, right after high school, my mom, you know, took me to um, a plastic surgeon and um, to get a consultation, and he was just like, "You're too young for this." <laughs> he was like, "Get you out of here!" Plastic surgeon. I did, I did, because it was really a a problem for me. You know, I wanted to get them cut off or whatever they do, um, and it was a problem for me for a long time, even in college too, because I remember. I had um, a friend that was married to a plastic surgery, and then I, I told oh, her, I was shoot. like, yeah, I've been thinking about going under the knife, and she, like, spit her water out of you her mouth. You love that. You love <laughs> that, like, an extreme. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, yeah, for my bags. You know, but it's so funny because probably in the last seven, eight years, I really have not cared about the bags, but they were, when I was younger, absolutely, it was a huge, huge insecurity of mine now my insecurity is hmm what brings me fright um I think like imposter syndrome Mm, what do you mean like I think I, I struggle now with people thinking that I'm a fraud. Like, the things that I do, things that I do well. Like, Maya Angelou had imposter syndrome. She always thought, like, people would think and find out that, you know, she's not a great writer and she's just fraud, uh, you know? But like, how could you? You're so authentic know, to your craft. Like, but, like, I, I think I, I just struggle with that. Um, I think I struggle with that. Because, like, the aesthetic things, I think I'm just pretty much over like, I, I love everything about me. Um, 
Yeah. I would say the imposter. No, you're good. I would say the imposter syndrome. That's that's what it would be for me. Right. I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So describe the importance of connecting with women. I think it's extremely important because that's when we find out who we are and our strengths. Like until I really connected with women and there's in in high school, I always thought like, oh, you know, being with boys is so much easier. There's less drama. And I had like a best friend. Shouts out to you, Samson Anumanu. Hey. And, um, you know, I just thought life was more simpler. But at the end of the day, all guys want to sleep with you anyway, even if they're your <laughs> friends. And um, no one can connect with you like your sisters can. No mm-hmm. one's going to have a tampon or a pad um, if they're not a woman. <laughs> they're not right. going to get it, you know what I mean? And no one's going to understand those those trials and emotional tribulations that you go through um, other than your sisters. So I think it's very important as women that we connect with each other and we embrace and celebrate each other. And there's no competition. The competition could be amongst ourselves to push ourselves higher, but not to be like, I'm going to be better than you or I'm, I'm better than you. Use each other as motivation to be better, but not to be better than one another, if that right. makes any sense. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really, I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. I don't really get down with competition. Like, for some reason, it seems like a lot of women um, that aren't really my friends mm-hmm. um, compete with me. But I'm Come not competing. I'm just living my life. Come on Like, now. for example, if I... Like the Wes Waldo? Uh, right. The right. Waldo. And, like, that's why I, you know, I got off the social media thing quickly if it's not business related because mm-hmm. I would post things and a certain person would um, hit me up to find out the details about it. And at that time, I didn't really... I couldn't really read the person. And then I would see mm-hmm. them doing the same exact thing but trying to do better. Wow. Um... And just like everything, like there, there's one particular person that I'm not going to mention, but it's the... Where's Waldo? Yeah. So I'm going to put her back up, guys, so you guys know where's um, That Waldo. I kind of had to cut ties with um, because I just I, I just can't. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like people who, who want to just be around me so they can compete with me. I don't really yeah. consider that a friend. They call that, um, that uh, I believe that was a um, 90s movie, Single White Female. Yeah. Watch that. Um, very scary. Yeah. Because it was crazy. It's like, you know, um, you find out I have my master's. The next thing I know, you're going for your master's. Like, But I had been finished with my master's years in the past. Ten years ago. Um, <laughs> you find out that I was an adjunct professor. So now you're an adjunct professor. Wow. You find out that I'm growing things in the garden. So you start growing things in the garden at your job. Like, it's like, what wow. is it got to stop? You know what I mean? Like, I can't. So wow. I feel like with a lot of women, um, maybe women who aren't as uh, grounded mm. as we are, mm. instead of asking you know, oh, wow, how did you do that? Or, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's cool, I want to do that. Without right. being jealous, um, they, they can't handle it. Mm. But all you have to do is find out how somebody got there, ladies. There's no yeah. need for competition or jealousy. And Just find out. And we can help each other and talk about it. It doesn't have to be something that is 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 like, oh, I'm better than you. Right. That's still out here, and we're adults, and right. I can't we're take grown. it. And also... Um, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Is it because I'm picking myself? I think it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Why think... did you go all the way up you to your, almost your shoulder? Because 
this thing I've been feeling it all day, and these things they're called age spots. I don't I don't know if you guys here know she goes about age spots, but here she goes. When you become a woman of a certain age, um, <laughs> i.e. twenty, um, things start growing. You don't from have your age skin. Spots. Yes, I do. You get body scrubs. You don't have age spots. No, this is age spots. Let me see. They've been coming. Look, I have one under my boob. So I just discovered this. You see it? That's a mole. You no, know, they call it age spots. So age spot here and age spot right here now. And it's lifted. And I have small <laughs> ones on my face. I can't. You know what? I used to have my mom used to call it a tit mole. Yeah. Like I used to have the a mole spot. here mm-hmm. that like it's an age spot. Out. They call it tags. Yeah, mm-hmm. skin tags. But like I rubbed it off H-spots. and it just never came back. Oh, that's good. It came back a yeah, couple see, times. Yeah, see this one. I I just picked it off. That one I just picked it off. Yeah, I don't like things growing off of me like that because I need a smooth body because I'm still out here in these streets and my husband's waiting for me so I gotta make sure like. You know, my real husband, right. not the one that I'm associated with now. But, um, right. yeah, like, so I got to keep that skin smooth. You know what I mean? I guess. <laughs> I get your life. Ooh. All right. So what would you tell 14-year-old Allison? 14 them. Um, I would tell her, dip and fall back, dip and fall back, Addie, may not, I know, I know, I know, I dip and fall back, chicken out, chicken out, my boo, chicken out, I would say to her, I would like to get to know if I could be the kind of girl that you can be down for. Cause when I look at you, I feel something. Tell me that you're the kind of girl that I should make a move on. Don't let you know that I won't be for real. I could be wrong, but I feel Yeah, so I would okay, tell her wait. that, and I would tell her, just one of them days a girl goes through when I'm angry inside. I don't wanna take it out on you. One of them days, how it personal. I just wanna be all alone when you think I treat you wrong. Don't take it personal, baby, 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 baby. Yes, Monica, they don't say yes, that anymore. Yes, they don't. They don't. There's no jaw movement. There's none. There's no jaw movement. There's no more jaw. The 90s right? such a jaw. And shout out to you for teaching me the jaw because it Girl, really that jaw helps the nose. Yeah. You gotta move that uh, that jaw <laughs> to get really the helps notes the 90s out. Yes, out. it really does. Um, I would say I remember. We had, yes. we had what? We had it all. Who, girl? You and I. Who? You and I. Reminiscing We had, yeah. 
I can see you standing there alone. Oh, see the job. Like an angel. Yeah. Trying to find his home. I know. <laughs> How we fell apart. Here we are again. Yo, can you do it again? What? Trying to find his way home, please. Trying to find his way home. Drawing a vine and lay out. I recall the day, the ways of love we made. I still feel the heat when we share each other. Don't you share the magic, the mysteries in the air? Let's go down to love and lane with the love we share. you to sing ugly girl i want you to like, like, make like there's no more face. air yeah there's no more the... air in your belly <laughs> you've gotta just push you gotta push <laughs> like you are on that delivery floor room with your legs in the stirrups you've got to a push bear down. like that a bear, a bear down. down a bear down and a bear back right okay Come on now. um they don't do that anymore they don't they don't they don't so i would tell my 14 year old self i would say um, basically, it's all going to be better. Know yourself and commune with yourself. Don't try to be like anybody else but you. Come on. Focus on your strengths and get to know the older people around you because they're full of wisdom. And um, find your, your outside family, the ones right. that are down for you. Yeah. That's what I would tell her. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's part of what I would tell myself too, mm-hmm. because like now, like I don't care if I get, don't get invited to your wedding, Come on not now. your wedding, but like mm-hmm. or your party, because you I there. really don't want to give you a gift. But you'll be at the new one too. Come on now. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I, as when I was fourteen, I really think I was I was like portraying a facade that I wasn't, like a mm. person that I wasn't. But it's interesting, like looking back at those photos, I'm like, who is that? With the doobie Girl. and the and the bang and the headband and the money nails. Girl. And the thin eyebrows. Lost was just trying to, you know, I want to be down. I want to be down. With what you're going with only through. With you, my I baby. Wanna be down. I want to be down. I want to be down I with you. you. No matter time. Oh. Day or night, it's true. I want to be down. So that's what it was. About eight tall, about uh, small, about this length, about, about this, this width, hey. about this flow, hey. about this gift. Hey, hey. Instincts beating me right up your alleyway. Got uh, to chill for some Alize. Enough stress in a day. Let me massage your mind as my mental massage. starts to play. Massage. Mm-hmm. You get a vaughn in a wall and love your sexual chocolate raw. And I got to keep it strong for the course. And you got to keep it strong for the toss. Brother and me, raise a family. Well, else could you be the no one in the stands up but me? I was the first to tame you. Uh, big teeth. Uh, 
I'm out. I wanna be. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a remix. That was. That was the remix. <clears throat> With you know what that just made me think of? Tell me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Come on, sing it. Because I'm ready for these bars, okay? <laughs> We've been singing all day. We need a bar. Now, for melodies of this and that, it's like crisscross ain't coming off whack. Mm. But for all y'all suckers that don't know, mm. check it out. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't. Cause I'm the miggity 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 mac daddy. Cause I'm the miggity 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 mac. Cause I'm the miggity 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 mac daddy. Cause I'm the miggity 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 mac daddy. You gotta go. That song was that was the truth. The mac daddy make ya. I need to have a 90s I'm, party. I'm going to choreograph something this week today. Can I be in it? Yeah, yeah. Come come to class. In the back. Or you yeah. can put me with the little girls. You <laughs> you <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll do it for the little girls. We're going to do crisscross and make you Oh, yeah. It's yeah, that's a jam. Week. That's cute. Uh-huh, very clean. Uh-huh. Nice song. Exactly. Right. I'm Unless we, we look into the lyrics further. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> right. We do an analyze. Like, oh, my lyrics. God. You're we need a lyric analyzed um, episode. Yeah, seriously. But one of my favorite features is... Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> me 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 me. <clears throat> you got me twisted. Thinking about the way that things used to be. When it was you and me, girl, I was so freezy. You had my heart from the start like Cupid, and I was just downright foolish and stupid. But now I know the reason for the pain and the headaches. You left me all alone. Now I can't even concentrate. I guess I wait until that day until you come back because my heart is where your love is at. You got me twisted. You know. You know you are my loving baby. You got me twisted, girl. You got me twisted over you, girl. I got what you need right here, baby. So what you gonna do? What are you gonna do, baby? Cheeks, you remember not Mr. Biggs. Mm-hmm. Mr. Biggs, you, you know, know you, you gotta, gotta keep me jigs, even though I'm like me stealing chips from kids. You know, I, I don't know the worst. Me neither. Yeah, but you know, Mr. Big um, and Isley was a Ronald. Yeah, mm-hmm, a Ronald Isley. Yeah, we went to school with his grandchildren. Shout out to Ron. I see Ron and Leticia randomly. It's always a good time. They're so funny. They are. I can't believe they got together. That was such a rand. Right, but they they fit so well. They do. Like they're cool and their daughters. So like really, really good parents and really nice. That's yes, cool. yes. But I I'm sorry, Ronald. Um, I hope this isn't too much information for the waves, but um, we laughed at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So was it Ronald that I played? I don't know. Do you remember? Okay. No, I was talking about when he fell out the chair at Ella's party. Girl. Oh, no, I don't remember. I don't think I went to Ella's party. 
But do you, you don't remember that love connection um, fundraiser at the uh, high school? And I was on that the panel. Been she I said think I'd it run was you yes, it was me. Panel? Yes, because all right. So the question was, I can't. oh, if if I was a athlete, what what or if you were at athlete athlete, what what sport would you mm-hmm. play? Excuse me, I'm like stuttering all over the place. What sport would you play and why? And I said off the top of the dome, and I don't know why I did this, because I was a comedian, and I was like, it would have to be a track player, a track star. And they were like, well, why is that? And I was like, so I could run away from you. And then the, the, the whole auditorium, went, <laughs> kids are running around the auditorium, <laughs> up on the stage, like, everybody disappeared. Like, it was, it like, the, um, that you was would, so funny. You would think it was, was a that a dating game? It was, it was a, a dating, dating game. game. That, was, that was tragic. That was fucked up. I don't I did that. I don't because it just came in my head, and I'm like, "This is golden. This is comedy golden." But I, I know, like, for his we didn't have like camera phones and Girl, stuff. We didn't have the video. That would have definitely that been. been epic. Who remembers that? I know Darren remembers that. Darren he remembers everything. Darren remembers all the shit. Oh my god, he died. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> when I said, "Cause I want to run away from you," they lost. I left my chair. <laughs> I left my chair. <laughs> David was doing laps. Like, we were so out of control. We had so much fun. Like, high school was fun. We had so much fun. It was tragic, was, but it was really it fun. It was. I mean, high school was... I mean, I didn't get picked on in high school because I was popular. That was, like, more of my, like, middle school New York days when I had those traumas. But in high school, I had figured that shit out. Like, I was just... People knew me, and I was cool. I was the down chick. Right, you were. So... But I apologize, Ronald. Right. That was very mean. <laughs> I wonder if he remembers that. The of course he does. That's trauma. That's trauma. They're so cool. Like, they the, have a great sense of humor. Oh, my God. Like, you need to ask him and tell him I, I am deeply sorry. I just wanted those laughs. That was comedic gold. It, it was. was kind of like was. the Willie situation. Yeah, I saw Willie actually at a wedding. <laughs> 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 we went to school with this guy, and he was kind of big. You, Willie. Shout out to you, Willie Owens. And um, he was a little big, and <laughs> apparently, this is the story. Someone um actually dared him, but oh, they did. That's what I, I heard. Someone dared him, but um, oh. to the rest of us, it we just thought he was hungry. So this young man stole a, a, a burger, a cheeseburger, <sighs> and um. The lunch lady saw him and she got on the loudspeaker. She had him by his shirt. She did. She got. She, she said, got "Young man, come over here. Return that burger." She yanked him by the shirt. The whole lunchroom went wild. Disappeared. We were rolling on the floor, <laughs> literally, and we started calling him the cheese burglar. I'll never. I know if you went to TJ, if you were in our <gasps> oh class. My what was the class? Class of 97? Um, to class of 2018. 16, right. <laughs> I know you guys remember that. On the Under oh This podcast, comment if you remember the episode. I First, with it. Allison saying <laughs> the dating game, I'd run away from you. I'd run or away. Or if you remember the incident you. in the, the cafeteria with the burger. Burglar. Man. I cannot do it. And I talked to a sister the other day, not the other day, she did synergy. And I was like, 
that was your brother, right? Remember, she was like, and he got his ass beat when he went home. I was like, really? She Embarrassment. Was like, he was probably yeah, so scared to go home. He was so scared because they called that house. She's like, they, she's like, my father went off on him. She's like, you know better. He was like, it was a dare. He's like, you know better. I was like, oh, that's messed up. So he got the embarrassment of a lifetime and he got the ass beaten. But it was a great memory. Thank you oh for that, Willie. Thank you. Right. But going back we, to we Ronald. We still cry about that. I saw Ronald and Letitia recent last winter. Wow, was that long ago? Oh At Takia's baby yeah. shower. Shout out to Takia and Lernell. Congratulations. Okay, Lernell. Oh, they um, are? Come mm, on now. Yeah, yeah Takia's great. Yeah, like She's it, a great person. But um, I saw them at the the shower, and like they had me wrong. Letitia is funny. She is. She's really funny. I think that was one of my first friends when I. Um, she's mad. I was like, cool. she's she's still the same. Mm. She has not changed. Come Ronald on now. too. Like they're still the same. But like rewinding a bit, um, my friend Nicole, we it, we were at her old house, and it was Ella's birthday party. So it was like family there, friends there. Her mm-hmm. mom was there. It was like mad Jamaican food, mad food. I love to eat. Bop, bop, bop. Rice and peas. Mm-hmm. Rice so, and peas them. Oxtail them. Festival dumpling. Fest- <laughs> yes, festival dumpling. You have Kalaloo no fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had uh, brosia them. <laughs> me want brosia. Yeah, me want me want gold head soup. They be like, head when, soup when we go to the Jamaican, my aunt um, eats that. Goat head soup? Girl. What is that? Goats are supposed to just be on the farm to eat the grass. Oh my God, that goat? I mean, I don't eat it anymore. I tasted I mean, goat one time back in the day of the blood, and um, I couldn't. Well, we grew it up probably on wasn't that seasoned we're right. It wasn't mm-hmm. seasoned right because it tasted very like barnyard. Yeah, it definitely does have like a a nat- more natural esque taste because like a must probably. Maybe. Yeah, it's 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 a bit like that because you know they have a stench to them. They yeah. smell a certain way when they're. Um, ready to mate so it has a it has a smell oh i didn't know that yeah the top of their head smell um, have they they have an aroma but um yeah it's it's an indigenous meat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um, i don't know how we got talking about goat but i saw (laughs) that oh i said the the jamaican food at the party Mm -hmm. right so it was like the akian sawfish right <laughs> akian sawfish you want egg you want egg <laughs> porridge I'm gonna um, porridge right whenever me talk me porridge every time I went to the dance studio and I had porridge I would start talking in patois and I'm like when we have me porridge in the morning <laughs> me talk like this one two three let's go let's dance them they're like Miss Allison why you talk like that cause me have me porridge <laughs> me have me porridge this morning <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, right. Play whatever. I was thinking about, ooh, I want some parts. Um, <clears throat> all right, so let me lay, let me set set up the layout. So when you first come in the door, right, it's like a living room to the right. Mm-hmm. And then there's to the left, there's stairs to go upstairs. And then like on the stairs, there's a wall. And near that wall, there's like an opening to go into the kitchen, mm-hmm. right? So it was me. <laughs> it was, wait, it was Kevin. Me, Ronald, and Letitia. And we were sitting in folding chairs. And we oh. were, like, laughing. Letitia's making fun of Ronald. Like, like you know, that's, that's just the dynamic they had. We were, like, talking, chilling, eating. And all of a sudden, we hear a boom. And we look over, and Ronald's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he 
broke Boy. the chair, and I swear, if I remember correctly, Letitia looked at him and was like, really? <laughs> Yo. Everyone looked. And you know it's loud. People were like, woo! Like, oh my it God. was just so loud, and no one knew what it was, so everyone was, like, looking, and he's, like, on the floor. He was like, this is embarrassing. I <laughs> can't. Like, I just went to cover him with the purple wow. sheet from church. Oh like, my god! I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just wait it out, brother. But that was so funny. It's always like something memorable happening when I see them. I can't. Shouts do out it. to y'all. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yes. What was the next question? Right. I'm right. Sorry. We love a tangent. All we right. Do. The next question is: What, what is, is your favorite color? Favorite favorite color? Them is favorite. Like green. You green. like green for the money and gold mm-hmm. for the honey. Gold. Me like me like the mint. Them the mint. Yeah. Green and the olive them. Hey. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Pistachio. Pistachio. Mm-hmm. You know, like pecan. Pecan. Pecan them. It's alright them. But me like me like those those tree color them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like the tree is so green and green and and, and green. green. <laughs> <laughs> and green. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, have you become the woman you always wanted the to woman. be? So the woman, me, me becoming the woman. Eh. So, so me not fully there yet, but me becoming, mm. me becoming, uh, so me excited about the ride then. Right. But me getting there, I am definitely coming to the woman and I think I'm gonna forever be evolving right um if if Christ them allow me to do it me gonna forever be evolving Jesus for for years and years them to come right and that's the right way because you should always be evolving um internally and and awareness and wo- being woke them and and being connected to to ancestral um, teachings and, yeah. and, um, natural things, them, but, um, yes, I'm becoming. All right. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give women who are stagnant? Stagnation. And it just really are just stagnant in their job and their social life and just like miserable and stagnant. What advice would you give? I, I would say, <clears throat> They need to commune with self. Mm-hmm. There was a time where I had lost everything. Yeah. I had lost a very dear job. Um, I would. I was in kind of a relationship, a situationship with a man that I held in very high regard, and I th- I saw a future with, and that had ended. And um, the friendships that I had were gone. I was in complete and total isolation, and it was by force. Everything that was there that I um, counted on had exited, left. So go ahead and get gone. Tell that chick that you are not home. That's not the lyric, right. but um, I love it. I do. So all of that had exited, and. Mm-hmm. I, I had the choice to start getting closer to my cousins at the time because the opportunity was there. And my best friend, Natasha, at the time, I had a, an opportunity and a choice to kind of dive into that, which I kind of always did when things were hard. And I made a conscious decision not to do it. 
I um, took the TV out of my room. Mm -hmm. I completely and utterly... And I would actually say, going back to the initial question, that is the absolute first time that I came into contact with who I was. And I had just turned 30 because I had left the... um, I had left the the Vegas trip I was on and that's when everything went south. Was was that the, the Vegas trip? Mm-hmm. What part of the black hole? Yes. Right. Yes. So once I was ostracized. What's from with that the group, shade? I mean I mean it's all done now. We're, I know, but like it just seems like I I just don't understand like just listening to your you know, being friends with you over the years and listening mm-hmm. to like the different shade. Like Girl. effort shade that took effort mm-hmm. to do. I don't understand it. It's the light. That's crazy. Like my girl Dee Dee has said to me before, and I, hopefully I'm going to get her on the um, podcast this season because she's a phenomenal woman. Um, she said, what do you do when, or she, she says, she's phrased it like this. Um, how do people know you're home? I was like, I don't know. My lights are on. So, and she was like, so what do you do when you want people to know you're not home? And I was like, I don't know. I turn off my lights. She was like, there you go. There's a moment in time. It's not going to be, it's not going to be um, continuous. But for right now, you need to turn your light off because it's not safe. And I was like, you better tell my story, okay? And it's kind of one of those things. Basically, it's a lesson in discernment. Like, I need to just know what's around me. But anyway, that situation is long gone. But that was when I um, really came into contact with myself. Um, After or prior and after the, the wedding, that's when I revisited the new self after becoming a wife and being with a man and the struggles that we went through. But prior to that, it was this isolation after 30. And um, that would be my advice, complete and utter isolation. Solitude is a place of healing and discovery. And Mm -hmm. we all need to get there at some point in our life is essential. And it's not to be there in totality. It's not to be, uh, excuse me, be there in totality for the moment, but not to be there indefinitely Mm. it's a point in time in one's life where you need solitude because you need to rediscover self and you need to hear your own voice and when you hear your own voice and you know how to self-soothe and control those emotions and know what they are and pick yourself up and realize your well worth that all happens in solitude because nobody else is chiming in into your existence right so that is what it would be for me that was a glorious time I believe I did it for about a year and a half didn't watch any tv the only things I would do is youtube there was this woman Mm. uh, Chanel Cooper Sykes that I listened to that helped me a lot with self-esteem and self-worth and um she had done that practice Mm -hmm. of like no tv no more junk in her life and Mm -hmm. just dedicating herself to reading books is what which is what I did and just elevating myself and um getting self-help books in and just knowledge books in and um that's when I discovered the alchemist and things like that and 
um, some of Ayanla's books, which were really healing. Um, Come on, beloved. Peace, yes, Peace from Broken Pieces. That that was a phenomenal book that really helped me through. Um, <clears throat> and there was times I was in pain. There were times where I would really miss my friendships of the people that had left of me. Of course. And I, I would cry and I'd be so sad. And I'm like, you will not call your friends like my friend Natasha. You will not call your cousins and vent and try to mask what you're feeling you sit in this come on and you feel it and you let it pass it was the hardest thing i ever did i believe it and when i did it i felt so whole i was so complete i was so complete i did my vision board that vision board almost pretty much 90 percent of that vision board was came to pass i still have it upstairs all those things came to pass, except and probably, I would say like 95% actually didn't. Um, and I was very clear on who I was and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish. And um, the self-care, taking care of self, mm-hmm. it was, it was um, that was the first introductory to that. Um, because I had lost a very good job that I was mm-hmm. in and I had dedicated and my life and loyalty and my time and I was so engulfed in it that I didn't see anything else and once that was stripped from me and the the children and the people that I was associated were stripped from me that's when the rebirth had to come so I was like Ayanla's book excuse me um, peace from broken pieces. I was at that place where I was finding peace from the broken pieces right. that I was in. So that would be my advice to, to women. Total, utter solitude. Mm-hmm. Lock yourself in that room. Begin a practice where it's just you. Shut off that internet. Shut off that phone. Give yourself, you know, a few hours to, you know, go to certain things on youtube that are edifying you know that help you as an individual as a woman grow and then practice them journal do vision boards write um relate speak to yourself i had a lot of conversations with myself i started notes that i put my friend on uh, my friend natasha and that she she never really gave me credit for, but because <laughs> I remember she said it on a podcast. I was like, girl, I told you about that. Um, mm. And <laughs> shade. <laughs> but um, uh, I told my friend about memos, you know, on your phone. Mm-hmm. I have so many voice memo journals because sometimes you're just driving. You need to get it out. You're your best friend. You're your, your friend. Talk to yourself. Then replay it in a few months, in a year or two, and review. I'm like, wow, I was there. I'm in a different place. I've grown. I've evolved. Or I'm still at this place. Or I'm beneath this place. I was so, like, in tune. I was so self-aware. You know? It's very important. I think it's very important, and that's where you'll find your strength. And then once you're there, you have to go out in the world and put it into practice. So after you found that grounded foundation go out and commune with people because Mm -hmm. that's when you'll be tested to see if the things that you have built and have learned have really stuck with you and have really become part of your essence um so yeah that that's what i would say cool (laughs) very wise words thank you dim 
Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord of mercy. Let me see there's one more question. Then. Then. The one then. more question. The one then. The one more question. The one There's so many skin lesions. Okay, that's it. That's it. We discover our strengths when we review our stories. Come on now. Allison Abena. Come on now. Yes. Thank you, Maisha, so much. Like, I needed an interviewer. I needed someone that I was comfortable with, and it was you. Thank you all. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay tuned for season three. There's going to be more amazing stuff. I have some great people lined up. And yeah, like, if you like the podcast, please... Um, write comments, rate, subscribe. Yeah. See you later. Thank you, my No, thank you. You are true. Queen. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are all so awesome. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. I have to say that it is extremely important that we get reviews and comments it really helps us to get our content more refined and i find out what you guys like and what you would like to hear as well as on a monetary level when ads are able to see that people are listening and what they have to say it really helps us if we want to build our brand and take the podcast to the next level so For all podcasts that you listen to, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and review. I'm going to close this episode with one of my words. We discover our strength when we review our stories. Thank you.